the metronome's on. Metronome. This is a podcast. The Ridiculous People Podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome. My name is Liv Sangor. Chaotic energy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Woo. <laughs> I'm Alex Shannon. Uh, you can follow Alex on Twitter, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N, also on Instagram. And on Twitter and Instagram, Liv is at Oliviosa. L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. Indeed. And we're um, on Twitter and Instagram as a podcast, at A Ridiculous Pod. Yes. And we have um, our live episode coming. Yes. It's an extremely thick episode. Ooh, it is. Two Cs. With two Cs. Lots Three Cs, of, even. Lots of guests. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Too many, in fact. Well, I mean, in but fairness. But it was truly so fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, in fairness, a lot of times people <laughs> cancel. Yeah, didn't or they're busy, happen. or they, yeah, they double book, or yeah. they have something that they need to do, or whatever. Like, yeah, and it just, everyone showed up, everyone was super reliable. And I just, like, wanted everyone to be there. Yeah, we so, can say no to people, are you kidding? Yeah. It was fun. I told them that to their faces as well. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, all they all know. Slightly annoyed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a war council of hilarious people. It really people, was. It really it was, was. Super fun. That's what it felt um, like. So stay tuned for that because yeah. that's coming at you. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, also, just... I don't know like where we'll be at by the time this is up, but like, much love to anybody in the Seattle area, especially that's yes. affected by yeah. COVID nineteen. Yeah. C-O-V-I-D. I don't know how you're supposed to say that. I've been saying the COVID. Cor- I've never... The coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The novel coronavirus that's yeah. sweeping the world. The world, yeah. Literally. Um, if you or yours are affected, we send our love. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and otherwise we're going to talk about a bunch of junk to yeah. distract from all of that. Yeah. But we like, home. you know, we recognize that there's something happening. We're not like... Yeah. Completely unaware. <laughs> no, we're not. We are not. We are, in fact, or at least we as in me, <laughs> deeply anxious about the whole situation. But, you know, yeah. got to wash our hands as much as possible. We wash our hands as much as possible. I have to say, I think it's interesting. I'm usually the one who runs anxious about stuff, but the sense of powerlessness here relaxes me in a kind of perverse <laughs> way. Yeah. Um, you know. I Well, I have a particular anxiety around um, doctors and right, right. illness mm-hmm. um, based on like surgery experiences right. that I've had that Absolutely. were not very good. And um, yeah. 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 That makes sense, man. So it makes me nervous. Of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a very adverse, it's sort of like a natural disaster reaction. People are very surprised when I'm not as worried about yeah, cause you natural get, things. You get worried about like everything I else. I do. I do. But with in a hyper way, disease, natural disasters, even war to an extent, I'm kind of like, there's not much I can do. And yeah. that kind of puts me in a strange sense of ease. So if you do hear me sort of sounding nonchalant, I've had to explain to people, I'm like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm prone to panic and I'm not panicking. So, this is a big it's deal. a different it's a different response yeah it's just like a different exactly. way that your anxiety is manifesting exactly in some case yeah you know um, we're all coping and dealing i guess we're all doing our thing we're all yeah you know, dealing in different ways so but keeping an eye out stay safe get some sleep keep your immune systems up yeah but also nobody has immunity to this no no i know but i'm saying like so you can you know, fight it. Fight it. Exactly. Sure. 
yeah, yeah. it's important I, and I really soap and water that. is like so good yes absolutely not just hand sanitizer guys no no oh and don't cough into your hands we Please. saw it so many times already we went <laughs> to the grocery store and some people just coughing right into their hands and they touching all that food <laughs> like uh, <laughs> no i didn't know people still coughed into their hands i thought we stopped doing that like years i would like when we were children i would like to think so i also would like to think that all grown people wash their hands with soap and water after Mm. they use the restroom oh that doesn't happen every single time oh yeah um please do that yeah everyone yeah (laughs) i didn't think that was something that we needed to talk about i know i know on the podcast it happens. I've I've noticed it, and I know it's just because I'm paying attention. But I even remember people leaving the bathroom without washing their hands way before this, and me being like, "Wait, are you serious?" To tie it into are we content in in sex education, Eric has oh a God. great line yes. where a kid walks out of the stall as him and Otis are talking, mm-hmm. and he walks out just to leave, and he goes wash your hands you dirty pig yes oh my god <laughs> and he goes i was just crying and he goes oh carry on <laughs> yeah um but like wash your hands you dirty pigs yeah wash your hands you dirty please pigs. Oh for the love god. of god it like there's like a weird amount of people i think who think that it doesn't make a difference or something really that's insane yeah like that's beyond comprehension yeah <laughs> I, I, that's yeah that really surprises me I yeah everything, and then but. like your hands will probably get a little dry so use some lotion yeah put some lotion put on some your hands before on. you go to sleep yeah exactly that's nice um your hands are dry anyway it's winter you should be using lotion in general in cold sorry. and flu seasons be washing your hands yeah the amount of times i know that people have pooped in bathrooms <gasps> and then they just walk out and i'm like oh, there's no, no way in hell has that I've, I've seen it i swear i've Ugh. seen it and I was appalled. I will and say I the amount of like ratty, like, <laughs> like ratty douchebag boy bathrooms mm-hmm. that I've walked into that oh, yeah. don't have like toilet paper oh, yeah. or mm. soap. Yeah. And I just like literally immediately turn around and go like, I, this is unusable. No. This is an unusable restroom. Yes. yes. What is happening? <laughs> I, know, I know. Especially oh for my a gosh. men's bathroom because they're nasty and they got to touch their dicks and all that it's shit. It's disgusting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Truly upsetting. Um, oh, deeply troubling. Everyone, please. Wash for the love of God. your hands, you dirty pigs. You dirty pigs. Even when there's mm-hmm. not a pandemic. <laughs> I know. That's my thing. That's my point. I'm like, why Jeez. aren't y'all washing your hands to begin with, though? Oh. This is terrifying ridiculous <laughs> um <laughs> you can give yourself salmonella um <laughs> anyway <laughs> on that note um <laughs> on a completely different note yeah <laughs> um what seems like a million and billion years ago it really does on valentine's on day. valentine's day Liv and i and our good friend rachel hi rachel she's on the, live the pod show. she's on the live show she, she was a guest host you know her you love her rachel saferno um we went to see we all went to see birds of prey yeah which is the new harley quinn movie exactly to be single ladies yes seeing a bet. single lady movie <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it was a. Uh, it was fun it was really fun. It was uh, directed I by... I kind of had low expectations, I'm not going to lie. No, that's fair. Because I don't really know Harley Quinn at all. Oh, word, yeah. I am a big fan of Carly Quinn as a character. I think... Carly Quinn. She is Carly Quinn. That's her sister. That's her <laughs> sister. She's a teen Vogue model. Basic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Carly Quinn. Uh, she went to NYU Gowden. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> did she Stop. not, though? <laughs> She's friends with Hailey Bieber. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it was directed by a woman named Kathy Yan. Um, yeah, I love Harley Quinn. I think Harley Quinn is such a great villain character. I think she's had such an interesting evolution. Yeah. She's the traditionally the Joker's girlfriend, and mm-hmm. then she became a villain in her own right. Hell yeah. Yeah, right? I know. Women's rights. Yeah. <laughs> Sisters are doing it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she uh, she was, she was got this backstory where she was a psychiatrist at Arkham Asylum. And then she fell in love with the Joker because he manipulated her. And then... Yeah, they gave that like backstory in like cartoon form in the very top of the yeah. film, which I appreciated because I was Word, like, right? I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, But I really liked the way they did Me it. Me too. It was cool. The animation was really cool too. Yeah. It was definitely like... And it was in line with like the feel and tone of the movie. It was cool. I kind of... Is there a movie that that follows like that arc of her being the I wish I mean no they have in a lot of the because I want to see Batman. her like in a skirt suit being like who are you and Ugh. then yeah being, I like, know tension right? and shit in Suicide Squad we'll they had oh, su- we need to make it we'll make it Suicide Squad <gasps> was fucking terrible so and it uh, yeah. did they kind of addressed she's in it. a t-shirt but also panties yeah it was, was so- okay Ooh. we'll address the costume we'll address the costume okay, yep keep going <laughs> we both went uh, okay <laughs> We'll wait. Um, they kind of did it. They did like they had like a maybe five to ten minute sequence about that, but it was no. Bad I need much more longing. Done. Yes, I know, right? Yeah. There was actually a really good Batman cartoon that I don't remember which one it was. I watched it when I was young, but it was actually I remember it even at the time being like this is very is that the advanced when she's like my age black and red. Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. And it was her as Harleen Quinzel and she was yeah I know yeah it's still Batman comics Batman comics are so fun but a little lame Um, (laughs) but um and that had like it showed her whole backstory with the Joker and it showed their like um their therapy sessions and like how he manipulated her that's what I wanted that's what I want I wanted I would almost rewatch that it was a cartoon movie (gasps) and I I that's remember fun. Let's find like, it. We should find it. Yeah. I would love to actually rewatch it. I remember watching it at the time and being like, this feels like advanced for my age. Because I was like maybe 12. <laughs> You're like, I don't I remember being like, get it? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, she's being manipulated. Something else is, there's a lot in here, you know? Oh, but, weird. Um, but it was really good. I remember really liking it. Oh, um, cool. So we should find that and rewatch yeah. it. Yeah. I feel great. like her voice, I had seen like clips of the original Harley Quinn. Um, right. I forget why mm. <laughs> <laughs> i think it, it may have been just because i was like looking some stuff up about the movie yeah. and because i was kind of like okay i feel like i need a little more context sure. like who the fuck what's going on what's happening um and i think that like her voice in mm. the movie was definitely like her i think trying to do a little bit not necessarily fan service but yeah trying to pay homage to yes. that 80s cartoon right Right, that nineties maybe eighties nineties. I think yeah, I, th- I don't remember. It felt eighties exactly to me when I saw it, but then I realized I just kind of made that up. Right, I don't. Yeah, that wasn't based on fact. I have a feeling it was nineties, but I don't know either. I mean, I'm not quite sure when. But like her voice, like oh, Mr. J. Yes. Nah, 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 yeah. You know whatever. Mr. It was J just was like, definitely a thing. I feel like that. that was that. Yeah, that was like her paying homage to the cartoon that people have right. like a really intense connection totally. to. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Because at first it was a little jarring for me as like an adult viewer going right. in and watching it and right. being like, this is an adult movie. And then she was like, ah, me, that, yeah. And I was like, um, why is <laughs> What's she talking going like that? On? Yeah. What's happening? She actually, she's, she's based on uh, a car- a woman, an actress named Har- Arlene Sorkin, who hmm. was um, on 
days of our lives. And apparently there was an episode. The, the character of Harley Quinn? Yeah, Harley Quinn. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, And the animated voice was based on her voice. Oh. There was something. I don't know if it was on Days of Our Lives. I'm not quite familiar. I'm not very familiar with Days of Our Lives. But there was a Neither point where she was like, it was like a joke and she was a Harlequin character. A Harlequin? Yeah, like... In, oh. in the whole outfit and everything was kind of inspired by her. Oh. I'm not quite sure exactly what it was from, but it was a comedic role and it inspired her Harley Quinn and sort of that's where the voice came from. Oh, weird. Um, Interesting. But, uh, yeah, I know, right? But also, I feel like it makes a lot, I don't know, it makes a lot of sense in like a kid's cartoon that's like, I'm the girlfriend, me, me, me. And right, there's like, right. I feel like there's also, that's like a, that's a, that's a pretty solid trope like yeah, the mobster's yeah. girlfriend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um it shows up in like annie even that's true like, my that first true. my first thought was like lily st james yeah who's, like rooster's that's a girlfriend right. and she's like she has the same accent right it's, like that right. new york oh mr j blah 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 right and like um it's like epitome is almost in uh my cousin Minnie. yeah that's that's because i just recently example. rewatched that yeah which is incredible so fun just got great jumpsuits in that too oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's all jumpsuits it's pretty much yo she looks <laughs> she's hot as fuck in that marissa yeah, tomei yeah. her she's got such a tight body and such big ass hair oh word. And she's just yeah. like trying to, she's like pretending like she's sexually attracted to joe pesci <laughs> and it's like it works which oh, is crazy man, he's yeah. like sitting there with like this giant toupee mm-hmm. on and like she's like really selling it incredible i know <laughs> um oh, okay the costume the yes. costume changed between well you you were the one who tipped me off that like she became a producer on this one she right? did yes um margot, margot robbie. robbie they were gonna i mean the whole thing was that when people saw suicide squad they were like the only parts that were remotely enjoyable about this were will smith and uh margot robbie yeah i heard that too and margot robbie had hoped that if, if suicide had done well they would do a harley quinn prequel and it didn't We're- do well. <laughs> and she was like, here's the thing. I still want to do more Harley Quinn stuff. Yeah. So instead of a prequel, so a they did a character. sequel. Yeah. People are still, of. people are obsessed with that character. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I was Harley Quinn for Halloween, like a, what, three years ago or something? Oh like yeah. Four years ago? I don't remember. God, but yeah. That was a while ago now. That was a while ago, yeah. Fuck, we're old. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Ew, how long have I known you? Gross. Ew. Um. <laughs> years. Almost a, ooh. Almost a decade. No. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> How dare you? It's a, been an honor and a privilege. <laughs> a decade? <laughs> you stuck with me, babe. <laughs> I can't believe 10 years of... Anyway, we digress. Um, <laughs> we should throw a party like Schmidt and uh, Aww, Nick. yeah. Nick and Schmidt from New Girl. The anniversary. The anniversary. But that was like... For them, that was like, what, 20 years or something? I think it was. I don't it was remember. like something crazy. Something insane. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's very funny. Years. 20 years ago, we were children. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, they changed the costume from Suicide Squad to now. So, she, yes, she became because a she producer. Beca- yeah, she took the reins. She did. In a great way. And they made it, in her words, less male gazy. Fuck yeah. Um, which is awesome. Well, the yeah, it was a female director. Yeah. But, like, not less sexy. No, not at all. Like, there was so much sex appeal going on yeah. in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Like, as a completely straight woman right. i was like everybody looks hot Everyone you guys look hot. hot this yeah. makes me want to dress like that yeah i was oh like my God, yeah. can i get one of these like clear plastic leather jackets that has a <laughs> bunch of fucking like tinsel on it right, right. that looks sick give and, me a um, gold overall thing and a yeah. little hot pink bandeau under it That'll it was great. 
it was like really specific and interesting to to show that like I don't know the like she was actually wearing oftentimes less clothes than they put her in yeah. in Suicide Squad yeah, definitely but it felt like more her choice yeah which is also something I saw like in the Twitter discourse Word, um, before yeah. even seeing it right. I saw the stills like next to each other and it made me want to see it more Word. because like her shorts were high-waisted shorts because that's yes. what's in style right now. Exactly, right. I'm sorry, but the idea that she was wearing like a long sleeve baseball tee <laughs> with a leather jacket yeah. and then like panties. Literally actual panties with fishnets under it. With remember? fishnets under it, like running around this. It just doesn't make any no. fucking sense. No, it doesn't. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, I don't understand. And like... She wasn't always in that little like bandeau top that right. they showed where it's like she's showing midriff. Right. She was mostly in like a t-shirt that said Harley Quinn yeah. on it. Yeah. And it like it was a t-shirt and then the, but the the way that the print was done, yeah. it was like clearly sort of like a nod to like off-white oh, yeah, that brand definitely. and that label yeah. and like yeah. but that's cool. It that's was, fucking yeah. Uh, on she trend like and you could like fashion. see you could like see her bra through it and i'm like i would fucking wear that shit yeah. you know and like yeah. they did the thing in the very beginning where because she's going through a breakup she like cuts her hair right. and like cries because oh. she cuts it and she's like yeah. it's so ugly oh and God, like yeah. I, I can't believe i just did that <laughs> and whatever and it was just like yeah i don't know it totally spoke yeah it was to very me. real yeah it just like it just she felt like more of an actual character like even though mm-hmm. there was a lot of her that was like very hyperbolic and mm-hmm. very exaggerated. Oh yeah, she she felt a lot more grounded. Definitely. Yeah. Same with all the rest of the characters. Yeah. The the, there was a lot more women in it, obviously. Yeah, thank God. There was like a whole squad of them. When they were all like, you know, I in Suicide Squad, there were people had been like, well, there were a lot of women in Suicide Squad too. But I'm like, yeah, but one of them a was Cara Delevingne, and she all she did was do like a weird hula dance while she like they CGI'd around her. It made no sense and then <laughs> jesus christ there was that other character katana who literally had like four lines being like my swords trap souls and then like that was it and you're like okay <laughs> <laughs> mm, sure <laughs> you know it was like it was weak and i feel like yeah like you said it was so many more women and what i think people have to understand is when people talk about we need more women we need more people of color we need more queer people in these stories it's because when you have a movie where there's only one woman person of color whatever mm-hmm. th- that then becomes the only representation that becomes the only thing yeah. that this character can be so it's like when you get a character you, you know you can make a, a villain you can make a ser- an anti-hero ensemble you know yeah with all women and the reason people aren't like oh why well all women aren't like this you know is because there is a diverse representation of different kinds of women and there were people of yeah. color in it and, and it's there's like, less there's less like onus on the one the woman one on screen to, to represent to, everybody yes. exactly so to be like the perfect woman right exactly thing you know yeah, yeah whatever it is exactly and um you, do, you need a plurality of i loved the pickpocket girl Mm-hmm. who had the like broken like she had the her wrist cast and she would like slip shit into it and like right she was really at the center of the story and yeah. i loved her she was yeah. great she was smart she was gritty she was a tom yeah. boy yeah. even though tomboy is kind of a weird phrase right. i guess because like what yeah but she was sure. just like she like was in like a 
tracksuit and like a hat, right. like a snapback, and was right. just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And got drug into all of it. Yeah. Um, and she was great. Yeah. She, she was, was great. such a good actress yeah. and she did so well. And she was a great, um, like, what's it? Straight man. Yes. To like absolutely. Harley Quinn. Like yeah. Harley Quinn was yeah. like buzzing Being around ridiculous. her and yeah, she's exactly. just like, what yeah you know and right. just kind of like sitting there semi-frowning Definitely. and then she's like and okay she's like kid teen, and she's so like it's perfect she's like yeah. i really like the kid you yeah. know and yeah. it's like it it was really endearing yeah. and really cool definitely yeah i think so and i love that they explored the sort of because i feel like what happens when in the best harley quinn stories they really do kind of explore her softer side mm-hmm. you know and that's yeah. the whole thing i think in the best stories with her and the joker and this is kind con- i mean i understand if you disagree let me know but like because um, it's i think it, it seems to be kind of a controversial opinion i think a lot of huh. people will really like the ones where she gets to like, go out and do crime and it's like really badass and stuff and i completely understand but i actually really like her stories where it's like i remember in one of the cartoons she broke up with the joker short-lived and then mm. but you know she I think it was Poison Ivy who was just like, we all know, it's behind her back, which is shady. Um, so shady. But she was like, you know, we all know that, you know, if he also, comes if, knocking, if they need a if they need a, a nobody to play Poison Ivy, oh my God, fucking yeah, call that's me. That's true. Please. Margot Robbie did say she was interested in exploring the Poison I Ivy story. I would live, I would die. Harley Quinn is also, it's canon, a queer character. It's canon. <gasps> it's canon. I would make out with Margot Robbie on screen. Oh my okay. God. Uh, yeah. So she said she was interested. Like, in oh my She's god, like, you're future. so small. Why yeah. are you so small? Yeah. And I would be like, shut up, <laughs> or whatever. You know. Um. You have. To, have you seen the Uma Thurman? I would go through so <laughs> much Ivy. body pain for her. What? Have you seen the Uma Thurman Poison Ivy? It's so no. fucking bizarre. Oh my god, I can't you even. Have to watch it. I it can't even imagine. No sense. Um, <laughs> I listen. I'm sure that there'll be like Scarlett Johansson or something. Boo. <laughs> like, they probably won't cast a nobody, but I'm available. <laughs> they can expand the Birds of Prey. That would be sick. More of them. That'd be sick. Um, but yeah, I really like the storylines with her where it does kind of explore her, like, I'm going to put, I don't know how to say it otherwise, but like softer side. Yeah. Like, I think the it's like the badass adventures, the like crime f- stuff is like, it's always fun. But yeah. I really liked that the, the stories that gave her some depth, you know? And I think it's such a shame yeah. because I think the Joker, especially recently, yeah has <laughs> been given but i mean i mean even before so much depth so much depth yeah. i mean even in the even in the co- uh, animated series absolutely which was great which was really cool and i really liked when the animated stuff used to like get more into her depth too yeah because they're such an interesting duo absolutely and i totally understand people i've, I've had a discussion somewhat recently when birds of prey came out about like well that was like such a toxic relationship and i'm like absolutely oh yeah i'm not saying i stand the joker and harley especially because i really do love harley quinn <laughs> but i just I'm, i think the stories that explore it are more interesting than just her going around beating stuff with bats totally you know what i mean totally um yeah and i think like it was really it was really great to see like even like the like the dirty cop that was like going too far to get <laughs> the perez. thing like was just yeah it was rosie yeah. perez and he was like <laughs> Of course, that's perfect. Yeah, right. That's perfect, right? Rosie Perez. Yes. Is that, you oh my know, God, and it was great, just like, right. And like, yeah, it was, it was, it was really, it was really fun. And like, some of it didn't make any fucking sense. No, like, some of, of it not. was truly crazy, so silly. Insane, there was a moment where we were like an hour in, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna say that this was a good movie when oh, I leave like, this theater. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. And then by the end, they won me back over, and I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. 
That yeah, was so fun. It was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Let's say it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And um, the fight scene was like awesome and yeah. crazy and strange. And like, I love how much these action movies are getting yes. really creative with yeah. these kinds of things. And uh apparently on the let me let me verify this i heard a rumor that the guy who choreographed yes it is it's true um the Mm -hmm. fight choreographer did john wick oh cool which is why why it was so specific yeah you know like and it and it followed really well exactly it was just a blur of chaos yeah right um we were saying it was very uh it was like a dance. It was. It almost, was. Yeah, it, which was really cool, especially the sort of hand to hand combat scene in that warehouse. Remember Definitely, that? that was awesome. That was really Definitely. cool looking. Um, and the camera was like well placed for yeah. everything. It was never like, yeah, like you said, it was never like a shaky cam where you're like, right. I don't know what the fuck's going on. And like the Huntress storyline <laughs> yeah. was pretty great because yeah, she yeah. was like awkward and dealing with like trauma, yeah. but also like impeccably good as a. Exactly. Crossbow. As a crossbow Shooter. killer. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from like a mob family who was decimated. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, we would be totally remiss not to mention Ewan McGregor and Chris Messina as the absolute nutcases. Just insane. The hard villains of the tale because yeah. they were like, you know, your lovable villains of yes, the tale, which right. is like our girls, our birds of prey. Right. And then like fucking the insanity <laughs> of you and mcgregor and chris messina who are yeah. like clearly a gay couple or something yeah that was very funny <laughs> like so bizarre so intense oh my god even mcgregor was just off the and walls. like the bird singer girl i don't like when she came out and like <laughs> oh, her weird like banshee thing <laughs> it was so bizarre it was very strange but it does have a lot of basis in like myth about banshees oh, word, sure. and right, stuff like that sure, like you were sure. just saying yeah um <laughs> but it was just like what <laughs> When it happened, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. Harley Quinn was on roller skates for that scene for some reason. Yeah. But, you like, know, it was, it was, I would say it's a wreck. It's, it's a, a wreck. wreck. I recommend it. Yeah. It's like we said, it's fun. Just like go in and have fun. Don't take things too seriously. You know? Yeah. I wouldn't take it seriously no. at all. But mm. um, I think it's a good move for action movies to be. Mm-hmm. heading in this direction could not agree more yeah cool you heard that guys <laughs> all right um <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> really putting a nail in that <laughs> yeah they're gonna listen uh what do you want to talk about next well what do you want to talk about what you want to talk about you're shy um, about my thing i forgot what i was going to talk about so you go while i remember okay <laughs> i remember you do yeah you were going to talk about jojo oh rabbit. shit jojo rabbit okay Why don't you I talk about it. that yeah Jesus Christ. Um, Jojo Rabbit. I said Jojo Rabbit. It was good. Um, it was really good. It was one of my favorite of the year last cool. year. Favorites of the year last year. Um, I uh, love Taika Waititi. Yeah, me too. He's great. From what I've seen. Yeah. And I honestly, I haven't seen very much. Word. Because I haven't seen What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, that's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> I love it. No, it looks really fun. I, it's been on my list. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I haven't watched the show. If any of you guys have watched the show. Oh yeah. Tell me if I've been watching it. Or not. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, it was great. Um, I also love Nazi humor. Right. Um, yeah. That's particularly. That's very specific your, to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really like satire. Yes. Yes. About. That's a satire. Um, love it. Great dictator. It's a very formative 
uh, film for me. The Great Dictator is a Charlie Chaplin movie. Yes. If you guys haven't seen it, please do. It's great. Um, stamps up still. Yikes. Um, but uh, it's, um, yeah, Jojo Rabbit was great. I thought it was really strong. I think it was, it almost, I mean, the content made it mm. not so at all, but it felt like a children's movie mm. almost, um, which I really liked. Which It was like home, whimsical. Yes, mm. extremely whimsical, which is, you know, you don't usually see that in a World War II movie. Right. And because it was from the perspective of a child, it worked so perfectly. And the sort of juxtaposition of the serious fucked upness of what was going on with that whimsical tone, I think was a really interesting, what I would imagine, illustration of what it would have been like to be a child in During Nazi that Germany. Era. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I thought one of the things I liked the most about it was I feel like when we make fun of Nazis, we you know, do it to sort of take away the power, Yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I feel like we don't do enough is sort of that this film did really well mm. is we're saying that the film said, like, not only is this kind of hate, like, bad, mm-hmm. it's also stupid, you know? Like, yeah. it's dumb. Yeah. It makes no sense. And, yes. like, I, I wish when we sort of made the sort of bumbling Nazi, bumbling hate person trope it was a little bit more like the ideology though is silly it is yeah the whole like ridiculous the idea of like an Aryan race is like based off of the beliefs of this like insane woman who like you know what I mean like it's like you can all do your own digging Mm -hmm. I you know I would I'm wearing a t-shirt of it now the last podcast on the left um (laughs) they have an episode about like Mm -hmm. um Nazis and mysticism yeah, and like and the occult yeah how it all stemmed series, from yeah. this fucking insane it, like, like literally like magic yeah fucking like fairies and goblins it's shit insane. essentially it's insane. Yeah. and like that's how they came to believe right that but, they were like better yeah than everyone <laughs> like what <laughs> what <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. it just yeah it's all it's all crazy and um the conceit behind Jojo Rabbit, because I think a lot of people are like, not really, because there wasn't a ton of advertising around it, which, yeah. could, and this, some of the advertising that was around it, people are like, why is there just like a big sure. Hitler on right. this billboard or whatever? But for people who don't know, I haven't seen it, but the conceit that was told to me that was like, this is not a spoiler, but this is what it is, is like a child's imaginary friend yeah. is Hitler. Yeah. He doesn't understand. Right who that is or why he's bad or whatever. And so it's like, and it's Taika Waititi playing Hitler. And I did see an interview with Taika Waititi and he said that the only way that he got greenlit was he agreed to be the one playing Hitler. Right. Because they were like, okay, listen, (laughs) you're an indigenous man. Right. Right. Not, he's neither European nor American. And that is going to be important. Absolutely. To this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like the conceit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't know that. Right. I guess you're right. Also is like, I could understand why that would be then confusing to be like, what? Why is there like a skipping Hitler on this poster? And it's like, no, it's not real Hitler. It's this young child seeing just kind of the, like the image of Hitler and being like, okay, this is my imaginary friend. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's very much like when like the Hitler that he plays is very much like a child's idea of their supreme leader, their, uh-huh. their Führer. You know, it's yeah. like not really 
based in any type of reality, right. you know? And right. so, and then they're expecting you as an audience member to come in, obviously, with your own knowledge around right, exactly. the topic, mm-hmm. at least a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, there's one line in it that I thought was maybe one of the funniest ever. There's this little round Cherubian little boy with glasses that you'll see in the trailer. But he's like, he's JoJo's friend, Yorkie. Mm-hmm. And he's just this tiny, oh, he's so cute. And he's another like Hitler youth member. And it's like the joke throughout the movie is he just keeps popping up in these silly situations where like he should not be alive, but he's like <gasps> running through this field. He's like, Hey, you oh know, and there's a line at the very, when they're starting to lose the war, he goes, the Yorkie goes, our only friends are the Japanese. And just between you and me, they don't look very Aryan. Oh <laughs> my God. It's so cute and funny from this kid. And it's so, <laughs> there's so many little things like this. And I think also one of the great things about putting it in from the perspective of a child yeah. is like children ask those kinds of questions where you're like, right. whoa, I never thought about that. It seems like a dumb question, but right. you're like, I don't know, you know? Right. Um, yeah, why Why in Hitler's mind were the Japanese okay? Exactly. <laughs> or something. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it's really... Also, like, the Nazis were, like, all... Like, Hitler was, like, on meth. Oh, yeah. That was, like, a whole thing. Yeah. He would get, like, meth shot into his butt. He would. Right? Yeah. yeah. That was, like, a whole thing. He was... Yeah, he was on a lot of drugs. He that was, was something that I, like, did drugs. not know <laughs> until I was older. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know right, right? Um, explains a lot also yeah I, I think a lot of people are not very knowledgeable around mm-hmm. like w- what media and entertainment was like during the mm-hmm. 1940s in uh-huh. america uh-huh. and it was very like the great you know i think the great dictator it it last lasted a lot longer than some of the other pieces of media because right. it is charlie chaplin sure. yeah we and know he has he the same and- mustache um <laughs> That was apparently the whole conceit of the great dictator. That was right. Was it? He was at a party. Charlie Chaplin was at a party, and he. Uh, so they were talking about, oh, there's this guy over. This is the 30s, and they don't know yet, <laughs> you know. And yeah. Like, Yo, you hear about that guy in Germany? He's crazy, right? And then some, uh, one of the actors was like, "You kind of look like him," <laughs> and he was like, "Hmm, <laughs> I have an idea." Right, because Hitler <laughs> didn't invent that style of mustache. No. That was a mustache style that was happening was like, cool. at that time, and he then ruined he, it, though. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We wrote a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, and like Disney. Mm. Oh, right. Um, yeah. This is something really that I, yeah, this is something that I saw in high school because mm. I had a very strange teacher. <laughs> you told school. me you watched that in school. I and did. I was like, why? I had an AP US history teacher. Well, here's the thing um, in Catholic school, <laughs> things can go yes. a little off the rails right. when it comes to curriculum. Right. <laughs> because, right. um, a lot of the teachers, uh, the like the accreditation that uh-huh. happens is like a little bit roundabout, I and see. Uh, in, I mean, when it comes to secondary schools, there needs to be a little bit more accreditation, but they don't have to have a teaching degree. Oh right, uh, okay, right. yeah, and yeah. it's just like it's a little different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it feels like there's just a little less oversight. Okay, yeah. Aside from the fact that they're like please talk about Jesus, please. But like I was, I was in a Catholic school and it's not like we were not taught about evolution. Like we were, and we were taught about the big bang. Like it wasn't, that's more evangelicals, I think, Mm -hmm. or like something. I don't know. There's like some 
branch of fundamentalist Christian that's right. like, no, Noah's Ark was real <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, but Catholics are pretty big on like, light this incense, chant in Latin. Right. Um, but like, yeah, science is real. Right. Um, <laughs> right. Also go to the doctor. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, just as a fun fact, like yeah. Catholic monks and like oh, right. Franciscans and Jesuits especially were like a huge reason that a lot of um, texts made it through the plague mm. and through the, mm. the yeah, right. dark ages was uh-huh. because they were some of the only people who were taught how mm-hmm. to read and write. And their part of their um, like ministry uh-huh. was the, especially the cloistered ones. Uh, and these were all men, not, not any of the nuns, right. sadly. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. No, they just had to pray. And so, um, <laughs> and, oh and tend to the sick, mm-hmm. uh, but they would like copy, you know, these very old books. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of funny because in the, some of the margins, they're like, my hand is cramping. Uh-huh. I'm please. I'm so bored. <laughs> or like, <laughs> or like, if only this light, if only my candle was done, then my work would be too. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, they were so bored. Yeah. But like, it's because of them copying these texts mm-hmm. by hand. That's wild. That we have a lot that we do. Absolutely um, wild. So like, weirdly... Yeah, I don't know. When people are like, down with organized religion. I'm like, yes, because now it's a little bit different. But also we can't ignore the fact Mm. that there was some benefit. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, especially in Europe. Especially in Europe. Yeah, yeah, so anyway, um, (laughs) this is all to say. (laughs) There are lots of Disney uh, cartoons. Oh, word. Yeah, Uh, yeah. There's like... Uh, oh, yeah, that, that involve Hitler. Yeah. That involve making fun of the Nazis right. because they thought that this was like a powerful propaganda tool to yeah. make Americans feel strongly anti Nazi and right. and right. and have patriotism. And mm-hmm. um he that was like part of his whole thing. Was right. He's like, I right. will be the all powerful supreme leader and yeah. everybody had to say Hail Fuhrer and then, you know, part of the American I think energy in general is like yeah. fuck you to oh that yeah shit. absolutely yeah <laughs> and so yeah. yeah and so like they made a cartoon i watched a very long cartoon with including involving the uh donald, donald duck. duck yeah that was and wild he begins right. being a nazi yeah yeah like he Straight starts up, off yeah. as a nazi and then eventually is like he's right. dumb and like stupid and i can't even <laughs> believe it and like ends up um sabotaging an ammunition factory right, right. and then pledging his <laughs> yeah, allegiance to the allies and yeah. it's crazy yeah, and it's like yeah. in the vault right. you know um and my teacher mm-hmm. bizarrely <laughs> in sort of the weird spirit of the jesuits copying mm-hmm. down the weirdness right. through the dark ages right kept this I don't know where he got it from. Yeah. But yeah, he had like some sort of torrented version downloaded and he was like, this is interesting and important to like, if you have any interest in the, like the culture around world war two and how people were dealing with it at the time. And we have to remember like, this was the era of vaudeville. So it's like, these were very broad strokes that were being played with, but they, it assumed a certain amount of, like integrity of the audience to 100%. understand that it, it is broad strokes, but yeah. it's for comedy's sake. Yeah. And it's just supposed to be taken, you know, lightly and right. to distract you from what's going right. on or to make you feel stronger than the fucking terrifying yes. man. Exactly. Across the seas. Wreaking 100%. Havoc, you know, 100%. which is, I think 
coming back now yeah in some ways and i think I, so too and people yeah. getting like outraged by it i'm just like it i think it lacks nuance yes i think so too some of absolutely the, critiques well and i would argue too some of the reasons that and some historical of that context and historical context yeah i think some of the reasons that that kind of brought like the broad comedy yeah kind of holds up yeah because I think I still think that scene in The Great Dictator where he has that giant like globe balloon when he decides he's going to take over the world <laughs> and he's like playing with it and like peaceful music is playing and he's just like batting it around and like dancing. It's still funny because it's, it's Charlie Chaplin doing silly body comedy. Right. And it's of course it's broad. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's dumb. Yeah. But I think part of the reason it holds up is be- like I dare you to watch some of this stuff and not laugh because it's just, it's just fun, you know? Absolutely. Sla- like that kind of vaudeville slapstick comedy is still funny. Right. Um, but, you know, I think it withstood the test of time, whereas like some of our weird in jokes about pop culture maybe won't. You know oh, what I mean? Definitely not. <laughs> y'all think it's so funny. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think that's part of um, Key and Peel's appeal. Mm, yes. They, yeah. their sketches, because they took yeah. so long to produce. Right. It had to be evergreen stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you can still watch it yeah. and fucking laugh. Like, noise is... Noise! Like, oh, that noise. whole sketch, it's when you funny. think about it, it's, it's like, wait. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. It's broad. It's swinging for the fences. Yes, yes. Like, for sure. <laughs> uh, like, a ton of their sketches. So many. You yeah. know? And yeah. it was. it's really nice because so much sketch comedy now that's why saturday night live has yeah. to be live yeah right it's because it is current stuff but right. it's like it's not going to be funny no the yeah. next week right and it shouldn't be no that's not that's what it's the whole meant point. for yeah exactly yeah. um so i yeah i think that that's yeah. and it's also like it's it can only be so funny in some ways it can only be so polished because it is of the moment yeah that's and same true. thing with all of these late night shows yeah. that are happening in the moment it's right. like when they're happening they're happening yeah. but it by tomorrow it's dead exactly yeah. especially with our news cycle it's like yeah that's the whole thing you move on you watch the latest one right right yeah. and i like i i think it's interesting and mm-hmm. lovely to go back to Definitely. some stuff that yeah. stands on its own but still speaks truth to power in a way mm-hmm. that doesn't age yeah definitely yeah that's yeah. That's definitely the feel of Jojo Rabbit. I think that's awesome. That's what I. Great. That's what I got from yeah. you and from what I've heard about it, mm-hmm. and from what I just like know about mm-hmm. vaudeville comedy in like yeah. the thirties and forties. He clearly knows what he's oh, doing. Oh, you yeah. know? he definitely knows. What he's he clearly doing knows what he's referencing. Yeah, and people who don't get it, don't get it. Yeah, exactly. But I would encourage them to seek out some really fun old yes material because they could do. actually be like really blown away by buster keaton yeah oh my god yeah. <laughs> or whatever you Fucking know buster keaton marx brothers we were just talking about lucy like oh it's yeah i still funny. love lucy and, and the Mar- yeah groucho marx and yeah just there yeah there's a lot of things i i cannot remember mm-hmm. this was really bothering me the other day it mm-hmm. was before the live show okay. and we, you and i were talking about mm-hmm. um the three stooges i think oh, or right. something like yeah. that uh-huh. and it reminded me that there was this sort of trope mm-hmm. that I saw in a movie that I was like, oh, that's so funny. I feel like that's a thing that happens mm-hmm. a lot. This is sort of like a joke that we all know. Why is this a joke we all know? Mm-hmm. It seems to have disappeared itself into mm-hmm. the cultural fabric mm-hmm. of, <laughs> of shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I looked it up, and it was originally 
a Groucho Marx bit. A word. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I remember this. What do you remember? What the bit was? No, I don't remember. It what was the bit something was. specific. Oh, man. Shit, I yeah. forget what it was. But I remember you looking it up. <laughs> That's right? what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was some something. Um, oh man. Some. I mean, this is just an example, just yeah. so people are following it if they are like what are you talking about um it would be like you know the idea of like uh someone dressing up Mm -hmm. as someone else and then the other person trying to make like romantic right you know movements on that person and they're like and the whole audience Mm -hmm. is like ah this Mm -hmm. is so funny or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like that is Moliere right that has been also disappeared into sort of the fabric of comedy and now is like a very regular trope yeah Yeah, you know um to the point of sometimes it's never discovered and the other person who's in costume like loves it and it mm-hmm. becomes a whole thing or something, uh-huh. you know, um, there are tropes like that where if you, go- if you like really look it up yeah. or dig underneath yeah. of it, yeah. you find the root. Yeah. And it's, and it's piece of art. That's, it's yeah. so cool. It's yeah. so fun. I really encourage you guys to do that Definitely. kind of stuff. And it's fun to examine some of these tropes. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, just where, remember, where did that come from? Yeah. Like, um, I was watching, we were watching um, Mary Poppins. The original yeah. Mary Poppins is so fucking wild. Oh, and oh I love my God. It. It's so it's fun, though. It's so yeah. good. And, um, and the Uncle Albert character. Mm, yeah. Oh, God. What's the what's the actor's name? Would you mind looking yeah, that I'll up? Yeah, look it up. Yeah. Um, the actor who plays Uncle Albert was an old vaudevillian comedian. Mm-hmm. He was like an absolute mensch. Edwin. Edwin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love Edwin. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, he was, and like he brought that sort of vaudevillian vibe yeah. to like a section of the movie that just like yeah. it just kind of it it's so bizarre and strange and I completely forgot about <laughs> Me that, too. Section that whole section of the movie. Yeah, the um, I love to laugh yeah. and they like float to the ceiling mm-hmm. as they're laughing. It was something around that. Mm. Was it something okay. about that? I it was I don't remember. Mm, I don't think it was something around that. But I, I think it was know. maybe something around Mary Poppins. It was around the same time yeah, that, that I was like because yeah. I was like really into looking up like vaudevillian stuff right, around right. that time. Because then I was like, oh my god, Edwin. Yeah, of course. Right. Anyway. Yeah. It's highly yeah. recommend, guys. Do yeah, you do guys a little should. bit of digging. Yes, definitely. Watch some old, old stuff. It's fun. It's fun. You might then you can brag and seem cool and fancy yeah. hipster or whatever yeah. you want or don't tell anybody and just enjoy no it for, for yourself you. yeah <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of i love lucy is on hulu oh word i yeah, think yeah, i yeah. said that during the live show i was talking word. about how much yeah. lucy means to me but yeah lucy is the fucking also best. still fu- it's still so funny. it's so funny yeah Ugh. yeah anyway fun anyway yeah treasure rabbit is good alex you would definitely really like it yeah i gotta watch it <laughs> yeah i gotta see yeah. it but I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> what I did watch, yes, um, which is a totally different <laughs> energy and vibe, uh, was Our Honey Boy. Are great today, I know. Honey Boy, <laughs> yeah. no segue. Um, I saw Honey Boy. It's on Amazon. Amazon yeah. yeah. Uh, it's included with Prime now. Nice, which is so great. Nice. Um, and it's sh- it's Shia LaBeouf's movie mm-hmm. kind yeah. of it's yeah. also alma harrell's movie as much as it is shia labeouf's movie Word, she um she's a director and sh- um she like produced it with him and he basically shia labeouf started acting uh when he was really young and mm-hmm. his biggest his first like big break was even stevens mm-hmm. which i remember watching when oh, i was really yeah. little 
Um, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved watching Even Stevens. He was like my favorite part of it mm-hmm. for sure. I thought he was hilarious. Right. And he was a very broad comedian. He was. When That's he was true. Young, like very much so. He would make the craziest faces. Mm-hmm. He would run around. Mm-hmm. And he was genuinely clowning. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Because his father was a rodeo clown. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the California area. And this movie is about so basically what happened to Shia LaBeouf in real life was that he was arrested for harassing an officer and mm-hmm. basically the judge said you could either take this rehab mm-hmm. which is going to be like a psych rehab essentially that mm-hmm. you don't get to check yourself out of mm-hmm. it's indefinite right. it's wow. basically when they deem you fit to leave right. um or you could get seven to eight years wow because it's a felony charge Thanks. he was like I will take the rehab, please. Yes. And um, <laughs> and off he went. And he was kind of like, I don't know why I'm here. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and then his therapist had him write through. The, um, he was diagnosed with PTSD. Mm-hmm. And he was like, PTSD from what? And they were like, mm-hmm. uh, your childhood. And, um, uh-huh. and so the movie takes you through both that experience of him going through therapy mm-hmm. and writing through his trauma mm-hmm. and figuring out what's up right you know with himself and um and intercut sort of non-chronologically which is why i also say it's alma Haral's movie because he credits her with the structure a word um cool. and the mirroring of stuff that he was talking about going through in rehab and stuff that happened as a child like mm-hmm. it's just it's really beautifully done mm. and um yeah it's basically about how his dad was his um guardian mm. essentially on set mm-hmm. um and how he was paying him oh wow uh so his dad was basically in his employ mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. dad was um an addict mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um very hateful mm-hmm. okay. in some ways but also his like hero in some ways mm-hmm. and also sort of yeah, it was it, it's a really interesting power dynamic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And like I mean the little kid and also Shia LaBeouf plays his father. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, mm. Shia LaBeouf plays his father mm-hmm. in the in the flashback scenes uh-huh. and then in the and the character's name is Otis. Okay. So it's not it's not one to one. Right. Of course. Um yeah. yeah. But it like might as well be. <laughs> um, um, but then the older Otis that's going through like the rehab treatment mm-hmm. through for PTSD is played by Lucas Hedges. Oh, okay. And he does a great job at playing Word. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, like, does he? Yeah, he that's has not, that. Oh, wow. He I has this know, um, really. He really captured his energy right. in a great way. And um, yeah, it's. It's really great because I think it, it captures the chaos and also the the sort of longing uh-huh. and, in essence, the healing mm-hmm. process mm-hmm. of n- the whole movie. Right. The, right. Like I like the the fact that he made this movie uh-huh. helped heal him, and you can feel it. Oh wow! So it's like really heavy and sad. Yeah. In some moments, of course, of, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. Once you, I don't know, I think, like, it's one of those movies that's really nice because, like, you can walk away from it feeling, like, okay. Mm. You're not, like, left with, like, sadness hangover. Right, right. Um, So you go through the healing process with him. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, and um, 
all the press he's done too he said that like playing his father was like crucial to like his oh. healing too oh, wow. yeah because it really he's like i would have never been able to take his side the way that i did as yeah. an actor right because like as an actor you get inside these characters yeah. in a way that even as a writer you you can't yeah and like i can say that from my own experience of writing these plays i wrote three one act plays that mm-hmm. i acted in and going through the rehearsal process mm-hmm. as an actor i mean there were moments where the director was like can you put your writer hat on really quick i have a question and mm-hmm. most of the time as a writer i didn't have an answer mm-hmm. and as an actor i felt like I could find an answer, sure, right, but right. I was informing the other half of my brain in right, a way. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, actor me knows more about this character than writer me does. Right, right. In, That's really interesting. In embodying it, yeah, because you just need to know so much more. Right. You know, the writer's thinking about so many other things. Sure. There's so much yeah. else going on. There's right. themes. There's plot. There's right. you know tone. The other there's yeah. rhythm. There's right. yeah, the balance of characters. There's yeah. what's this character's name? Like yeah, <laughs> where there's like <laughs> there's like where's the what's the timeline happening? Like yeah. there's like where are we? We what's, can't start every scene with someone end? walking in the door. <laughs> like you know, just like <laughs> random shit. <laughs> Yo, that's a mood though. Yo, Oof. that Oof. that was actually something I I that hit me really hard when we were in college. I was uh-huh. listening to an interview with somebody who was writing on friends oh yeah and <laughs> oh god i bet on a sitcom it's so <laughs> difficult and they're like the first note that they got was like every scene can't start with someone walking in the door <laughs> and they were like oh yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> like, that's hilarious. if you watch friends that, that happens a lot the time, yeah. it's a huge crutch right it's a huge I crutch. think in a lot of sitcoms, because I'm thinking also about The Fresh Prince, the amount yeah. of times where, like, Ashley sits on the couch and then Will comes in and, like, Jesus Seinfeld. Christ. Or, like, it's Yo, literally Seinfeld. an empty... It's empty. It's oh an empty God. room and someone walks in the door. Yeah. This is why wow. Lucy is the pinnacle of sitcom writing. Right, right. That rarely happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something's already happening when, right, you, when right. you see her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Uh, you meet her in like a great moment and if mm-hmm. and if it is walking in the door they're like sort of mid-conversation yeah and she's talking to ethel and blah 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 and it's right. this whole thing and whatever right. and um but yeah that's so funny that's really funny oh but yeah god. tip for writers don't start when i i read scripts now and i'm like oh my god they're oh, doing they're yeah. doing the thing like, they're doing the thing supposed this to. is a i mean it's not a hard and fast rule but it is it it's, just is yeah. a, it's just a good rule yeah. to have in your back pocket to yeah. be like oh don't do that <laughs> That's really funny. I never thought of it with sitcoms specifically because, like, that's so, wow. Yeah, because like, ooh, all the time. yeah, right. I can't. Ooh, you wow. can't unsee it. That's so funny. Sorry, guys. I just ruined a oh, lot man. of your favorite shows. <laughs> <laughs> funny thing, it makes it even funnier because it's, like, it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. You're just like thinking of it. like these fucking sitcom writers like rubbing their foreheads, yeah. like <laughs> drinking uh, so many coffees, smoking a cigarette <laughs> indoors because yeah, it's the yeah. '90s, and they're yeah. like fuck and then joey <laughs> runs in the door and he's got a chicken on his head yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. or whatever oh, it's amazing um, but anyway, anyway yeah <laughs> but um yeah honey boy i cannot recommend it more highly word yeah i think it's really wonderful and i think that it's important for artists to watch mm-hmm. um because mm-hmm. A huge message in the movie is um, pain because, though it may be productive, does not need to be Mm -hmm. the 
only reason that you're productive Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like yeah use what has happened to you but Mm -hmm. don't stop yourself from healing right in order to continue on with your art um you will make great art through healing Mm -hmm. and the healing Mm -hmm. process is just as evocative and just as helpful to your art making Mm -hmm. as the pain is um and he said that too he said in press like and in the movie and when he's in mm-hmm. in the uh you know mm-hmm. one-on-one sessions mm-hmm. he's like why would I touch this when it's the only good thing I got from my father mm-hmm. oh, it's wow. the only thing I could use right, right. he gave me pain mm-hmm. and the idea is like it will it it's always going to inform you yeah but if you can have a better relationship with it mm-hmm. with this trauma especially when it has to do with your parents mm-hmm you will be a much healthier person and mm. much better to work with. Oh, word, yeah. Because, like, and he's and he's admitted, too. He's like, I was an asshole. Mm, and he yeah. was. He was, like, yeah. deeply hard to work with. We've heard, and yeah. If you really guys have heard stories out, about it, and, yeah. But when you watch this movie, you can kind of understand why. In mm-hmm. some ways, it's just like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. kid was the only validation that mm-hmm. he found in any sort of self-fulfillment or... Mm-hmm self-love right. came through whether or not he was doing a good job mm-hmm. on set. Right, right. And it's just, it's so painful. That's yeah. so sad. And like, I mean, he was talking, I, he was, he did an interview and I, he was talking about his experience on holes, oh, right. um, which is a brilliant performance for a yeah, teenage character. It really I is. mean, holy fuck. Yeah. Like I loved that movie yeah, as a yeah. kid. And um, I recognize how good he was even then, Yeah, you know, yeah. but he was talking about how like, He's like, I didn't really get a chance to talk to or have any kind of working relationship with Sigourney Reaver because my dad was always hitting on her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, fuck. Yeah. God, gross. Yeah. You know, right? it's just like, ugh. and he's like, you know, paying his dad. Right. That's that's it's just fucked up, you yeah. know, and a lot of these child stars like end up supporting their entire family. Right. And that really fucks with a kid's head and fucks with the family dynamic Mm -hmm. and then there's this kind of need that I think Shia LaBeouf does a really great job in like kind of demonstrating Mm -hmm. with great empathy that his father like then felt a need to like assert dominance Mm, over him because he felt so emasculated by the entire ordeal Mm -hmm. and setup and um yeah, I mean, it's just, there's some really just such painful stuff mm-hmm. uh, going on with the parent dynamic in that yeah, movie. Yeah. And he said that, like, nothing is fabricated in terms oh, of, wow. yeah. like, what happened and, and stuff like that. He said, if if anything, he just, like, took some stuff out. Mm, okay. Um, because some of it was just, like, too much mm. and, like, didn't feel necessary to the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, like really hard yeah <laughs> to, to see and then go oh god <laughs> this right. actually happened um yeah i don't want to like give away yeah any no particulars I, there's yeah. something i really want to say which maybe i'll tell you off mic because you don't care about spoilers i don't but there's just one moment where i was like oh my god i can't oh, believe word. this is happening if this would definitely fuck a kid up word, oh okay. this would fuck anyone up mm-hmm. holy shit <laughs> you know word yeah. um yeah it's yeah it's it's troubling mm-hmm. but ultimately 
really great and really such a fucking mm. terrible thing that Alma Harrell was not recognized for her work on it. Oh, and absolutely. It, and it didn't get nominated more because At all, right? it was such a fabulous movie. The right. tone of it I'm obsessed with. The oh, tone yeah? of it is like 100% the tone of a, um, a film I'm working on that I'm writing. Mm. It 100% is oh, like right. in that same energy mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of thing and yeah. like yeah god she's like the dream mm. to shoot it cool. <laughs> um and the way that they shot it was actually really interesting the, the way that they shot it sounded to me a bit stressful mm-hmm. um <laughs> they kept everything like ready okay to shoot uh-huh. in this mo- in the motel sequences especially mm-hmm. so everything was lit mm-hmm. all of the and everything was like sem- semi hidden mm-hmm. in a way, and then the actors would just go, and mm-hmm. everybody followed. Oh wow! And so it was like this sort of crazy improv in a kind of way, but like mm-hmm. not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it, yeah. It was really interesting. He said he like borrowed a lot from being on the Lars von Trier set because he was oh. an infomaniac, right. and he also said like he admitted in in um in an interview that part of the reason he was even a part of nymphomaniac and when he i think he had sex on camera Mm. in that piece um and he said part of that came from masculinity trauma oh wow because his father commented on how small his penis was for like a very long time oh no yeah and would like show him his own member and be like this is what a man is supposed to look like and yeah yeah, and so he had a lot of trauma around that a lot of sexual trauma and like issues with sexuality and with his own body because of that um and that's a little bit explored in in the movie too and it's just like jesus christ Hmm. it's so rough yeah it's very troubling yeah and then for him to then play his dad right it's crazy apparently he got his dad to sign off his life rights because uh he told him mel gibson would play him oh nice and he was like so vain and proud of that right he was like okay and then he was like sorry dad it's gonna be me also you mel gibson yeah and he has like he did he did the performance with like things shoved up his nose because his dad his dad has done so many drugs that he doesn't have the use of his nose anymore wow yeah it's like collapsed inside of his own nose (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah disgusting it's just i mean it's like shakespearean yeah honestly like his father was a rodeo clown Mm. and then his son becomes like a better comedian than he could ever imagine you know and it's just like i don't know yeah it's like the sad clown thing and even tying it back to like harley quinn and the joker and everything Mm. i i was listening to this other podcast um pete holmes's podcast which i referenced kind of a lot but Mm whatever it's a really long mm-hmm. podcast so they get into a mm-hmm. lot of stuff yeah. <laughs> um he was talking to somebody and they were talking about what do you think why do you think clowns are so scary mm. or evocative yeah and their theory was something that i was like what blown away by is the idea that like it's the cartoonish blown out version of like the alcoholic father mm-hmm. so like a red nose like messy hair mm red cheeks oh wow blustering sort of like fake smile you never know what they're gonna do Mm -hmm. um like over like big shoes so it's like this sort of like i don't know yeah this like insane version of like 
yeah that mm-hmm. it, that in some ways it kind of mimics that like right. um fucked up parental figure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh i think he was talking to adam mckay oh word that makes sense because yeah they were talking about the like father figure dynamics mm-hmm. of like the trump administration mm-hmm. which is really interesting because <laughs> he was talking about um uh what was that movie that he just made the bombshell no 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 oh adam mckay vice yes vice uh yeah he was talking about sort of the the perverse mm. father dynamics that got Donald Trump elected. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Wow, interesting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like these really old, sort of like d- buried deep inside of us yeah. hmm. archetypes. Mm-hmm. And how like sometimes the, the sad clown is like drunk fathers. Right. Oh, that's depressing. Isn't that depressing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also I think that's why like, there's so much to explore inside the Joker. Yeah, that's true. And why they've like done that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that women don't have those same archetypes that can be deeply dug into as mm-hmm. well, because we do. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But mostly men are making movies, and exactly. so men are dealing with their daddy issues and their yeah. fucking <laughs> penis issues all over yeah. the cinema, and yeah, we yeah. have to sit there and fucking understand understand <laughs> it and try to relate and we're like Meanwhile, okay <laughs> a woman does anything in any movie and everyone's like i don't get why she would do that and you're like oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think it was because the, because honey boy was so personal and yeah. so specific right it became relatable word because it was so much his story yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know that i think it, it became universal in some ways as mm-hmm. I think every, that's kind of what they always tell you. Yeah. It's like write even more specifically. That's true. And it will become more universal. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually also a Joseph Campbell thing. Wow. Yeah. He says, that's true. Like the further you look inside yourself, the closer you'll be to the universe. Word. Anyway. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, gee, Alex, you know what time it is? It's time. Do you have anything to say about all those things I just said? Oh, you just literally don't care. You're just like, looking at your computer. What am I supposed to say? I, I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about any of those things I just talked about with Honey Boy? Yeah, I mean, I have to I have to watch Honey Boy. I haven't yeah. seen it. So Right, but, you know, um, nothing else on the themes yeah, I mean, Shia LaBeouf or... Did you watch Even Stevens? I did watch some Even Stevens. I didn't watch a lot of Even mm-hmm. Stevens. I was familiar. I did used to think Shia LaBeouf was very funny. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, yeah, I did, I did, I did like even Stevens. I remember the theme song very clearly. That's so weird. And I don't the remember the theme song at all. It was the claymation opening. That's part I remember, honestly, the most. That's so funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I'm just not very familiar with Shia LaBeouf. Mm. I saw Holes, I think, once. Mm. I also remember it being really good, but I couldn't tell you. I remember the book more than I remember the movie. Oh, okay. And I don't, I just don't have much of a frame of reference for Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, but it is, I think that's all the more reason why I should see the movie. Cause I think it'll give me a lot of interesting context around him and yeah. like an understanding of him and what he's doing. Even when people were like, Oh, he's going crazy. I really wasn't too plugged into what he was going on yeah. or why. I remember him showing up with like a bag over his head and saying like, I'm not a, I'm artist. not famous anymore. I'm not famous anymore. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was like the, but only it was like an art yeah performance performance art or something um so yeah so if i'm being completely honest i really just don't have much of Mm. yeah i don't have much context around it 
personally. Um, but I mean, it does sound really interesting. I remember when they said it was going to come out, I was like, oh, wow, that's and the story of why he wrote it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And it's good to hear that it feels like a healing process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think definitely writing personally is important, but it's also very difficult. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted your take. I don't know. I I agree. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, clowns are creepy. I don't know. I also never really understood the whole... Fear of Somewhat recently. Yeah, until I became an adult. Didn't really understand the fear of clowns either. Mm. Um, And I think it's also a little bit... But do you find them... Have you ever found them, like, funny? When you were a kid, did you ever think, like, oh, cool, fun, a clown? Yeah, right? Me neither. No. I was extremely neutral on clowns. I will say I think it is also a little bit cultural for me, yeah. at least, that it seems very, like, in the community that I grew up in, like, that wasn't really a thing that yeah. I would interact with on any type of regular basis, you know? Like, sure. I was just completely unfamiliar right. <laughs> for most of my life, honestly. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, it's a little bit foreign, honestly. I, that's all yeah. the more reason why I find it so interesting. I never, you know? I, I never had a particular fear of clowns, mm-hmm. but I understood why people would be scared of them. Sure, right. I didn't like them, right? Either, right. Though I did like Comfy Couch, the Great Comfy Couch. Oh yeah, I did watch the Big Comfy Couch, but that didn't even feel like. But they didn't clown. feel like that clowns. They yeah, just had those noses like, on, exactly. And I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right, right. That was honestly my bi- most exposure to clowns as a child. <laughs> which yeah. is like, which is like, I felt like they could have had like all. a, they could have had a, a different kind of fake nose on, and oh, I would have yeah. been like, sure, could have been anything. <laughs> yeah, I've been like small cats, you know, and I would have been like, I sure. didn't, I didn't clock that they were like clown people. Me neither. When I was a kid, not at all. No, <laughs> <laughs> completely over my head. Yeah, I just, well, I liked doing the clock rug stretch. Me too. Amen. Was a great stretch. That was, that was a good stretch. Yeah, you should do it as adults. We don't have enough room. You know, maybe when we're quarantined for the coronavirus, yeah. we can start doing clock like stretches. Couch. Yeah, we'll move the couch and do <laughs> clock stretches. Oh, man. Um, yeah, she was a clown. Wow. I, just, I know, I right? I didn't even make that connection. 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah. Weird. I Yeah, I had more uh, interaction with magician, oh, like uh-huh. low-key, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, children like, magicians. Sure. One of my earliest <laughs> memories is a magician being at my third birthday party i remember a lot mm-hmm. from being way too little mm-hmm. but he pulled a rabbit out of it out of his hat and i screamed <laughs> yeah so i was like there's something living inside of your hat yeah. absolutely not yeah. also it was an albino rabbit so it had red oh, eyes so scary and i was like what the fuck oh, that's man. not a normal looking rabbit rabbits oh, are yeah. a supposed to be like gray right, right. <laughs> i was like b they're supposed to have eyes like yeah. that what the fuck yeah. is going on yeah yeah, my mom was like, all the other kids cheered, and you screamed and ran oh. to your aunt. And we were like, why isn't our kid normal? Amen. <laughs> and I was like, I was the only one being no, like, this you were the up. only one that was normal. Oh, my God. I remember, oh, God, the kids on trust the, that man. The kids down the street from me, one time, I like, asked their parents, like, can we have a magician at our birthday party? Oh, and the parents, really? this is a black family. And yeah. they were like, no. They were like, what? 
no like no you may not that shit's <laughs> fucked up and i don't want that in my house <laughs> like good so, yeah i never understood the appeal of that magician shit i no. also was like well, how come i didn't all these animals in my house that's the other thing <laughs> i did inside. not ask for that <laughs> no i didn't my parents just like got one because yeah. they were like, like i oh, think this is what we fine. do for a child right. this is this is the kind of thing where they're like we tested a lot of stuff out on you because yeah. you were the oldest we didn't know right 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 <laughs> my sister right. i was like oh things are way different we understand better mm-hmm. that like kids don't really care mm-hmm. and they don't really want like specific entertainment at a party no like they just want like candy and a place to run around exactly oh <laughs> my like, god we give them play, a ball literally mafia just sit in a giant circle and play mafia oh that's fun you ever play that that's fun. i never yes i have played mafia yeah. but i feel like that wasn't something i played a ton of oh, uh-huh. like i felt like i feel like i ended up playing that more in college <laughs> that's awesome i would love to play mafia again now <laughs> We played it in, like, our improv games class. Fun. Because it was just, like, it's supposed to get you in, like, a fun, yeah. you know, warmed up mood. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, my god. We played Mafia a couple of times. And I was like, oh, yeah. I feel like I played this once or twice at a sleepover. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, we were much more into playing um 7-Up. Oh, what's that? Which is, like, it's, like, a more boring version, essentially. Oh. Where... <laughs> Basically, you could play. We would play it when we had indoor recess because mm-hmm. it was like raining outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we weren't allowed to like yeah. move our desks because Catholic school. Oh, word. And so like everybody put your hand. It was like head, heads down, thumbs up, and then you'd put mm-hmm. your head down on the desk and put your thumb up. And okay. then there was like six people at the front, and they would like walk through uh-huh. and push your thumb down. Oh, okay. And they would only oh, pick I a certain the, amount of people, right? And okay. then the people, and then they go like, okay, heads up, and whoever. Or like seven up or whatever. And it was seven people. Oh, that's why it's called seven up. <laughs> it was seven people oh. at the front and they were the ones oh, who were I picking. Okay. And then you all like the people who got their thumbs pushed down stood uh-huh. up and set and then guessed who pushed their thumb down. Mm-hmm. And if they guessed right, then they replaced the person at the front. Okay. And okay. then if if they guessed wrong, then they just had to sit back down. Do and the again. person who got them oh. got to keep playing. Okay. Got to be kept being the person. Okay. I and it. that was it. Okay. Some just played mafia. It over and over again. Oh, weird. Okay. And, and now <laughs> I think about it, it's like uh, it was so that was so boring. boring. <laughs> but I also remember more than a couple times being like, I can't believe I didn't get picked. <laughs> Yo, what word. the fuck? Word, What's yeah, wrong with yeah. my thumb? Push it down. <laughs> I used to get mad similarly in mafia when like I was like lived through the whole thing. You're like, like, why I, did I live? I wasn't God. I wasn't a, the mafia member, and I wasn't a police friend. And I was just like. You're like, are you a kidding? A random person, <laughs> and I lived. And I was like, you kidding me? <laughs> you kidding me? I'm the equivalent of like that guy down the street who goes through the whole thing and like nothing happens to him. Like it's boring. Like the one green grocer who's like, oh yeah, I saw that guy. He ran through here. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's me. And I feel like that used to happen all the time. You have like unless... an apron on and a yes. broom in your hand at all times. You're sweeping the sidewalk for some yeah. reason. <laughs> I'm like one of the, yeah, right? Yeah, the outside of my, <laughs> yeah. my thing. And then the detective is like, doesn't even bother asking me any questions. I'm like, oh, Or just on. like shows up with the picture and is like, you've seen this man? And you're yeah. like, yeah, I've seen him. <laughs> he went that way. And they're like, thanks. And then nothing happens. Um, yeah, I used to get really upset. I was working on a, a project about the DC sniper and it was reminding me of all of those weeks we had to just stay inside all day every day and like the bullshit no that we would recess. get up to yeah oh my god they like boarded up the windows and it was just like dark and we were just inside all day and we went crazy like yeah. recess was literally us all just sitting on the floor like rolling around <laughs> we can't go outside oh my god <laughs> terrifying good awful so boring 
well, <laughs> we're gonna quarantine again <laughs> yeah i think that's gonna happen again pretty yeah. soon here <laughs> i'm gonna be surprised if we don't oh, man. at least we don't have to board up the windows yeah that'll be nice i don't think the virus is gonna sail through the virus is the in a long window. range shooter. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of <laughs> oh man anyway um, I'm picturing an actual virus, like a little weird round thing. Yeah. <laughs> with like a gun. <laughs> Wait, what's that fucking movie that's like, damn, you, you know what yes. I'm talking about? Yes. Where there's like amoeba characters. Uh, Osmosis Jones. Osmosis Jones. We should rewatch Osmosis Jones. <gasps> um, Who was the lead in that? It was somebody famous. I don't remember. I remember it being someone very famous and me being like, what? You know, Auntie Shu's uh, daughter is in that movie. Oh my God, really? Yeah, she plays the daughter. <laughs> Amazing. Good for her. Let's see who's in this movie. Who's in Osmosis Jones? Wait, this is We have to watch this movie. Chris Rock. Chris Rock was the main character? It was Chris Rock. He plays... Bill Murray was the guy who gets sick. And then Chris (laughs) Rock was Osmosis Jones. I love it. And he's like looking for the virus, right? Yes. Oh my God, It's like a detective story, but told through... And it like teaches biology. Yes. Wait, this is so fun. Look at this. This is insane. The, the the images of this movie are wild. I need to rewatch Yes, that. okay. Auntie Shoes, my uh, my mom's uh, very, very, very good friend from college. Yeah. From NYU. Uh, is a woman Karen. Named- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a uh, shoe. Carol. Carol. There we go. I didn't Her know- real name is Carol. I deadass, y'all. I've known this woman my entire life, <laughs> and I did not. I call her Auntie Shoe. <laughs> S-H-O-O. And I did not know- her real name until about a month and a half ago. Mm. Um, it is Carol and her daughter. Some hardcore <laughs> nickname shit, right? And she she lives by you. And uh, Elena Franken Franklin, oops, is her daughter. Oh, and yeah, fun. she was in that movie. Good job. That's the only reason I saw that movie. Hell when it yeah. Came out. <laughs> but we but, sh- um, they watched it. We watched it in school. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Actually. Yeah, we watched a lot of movies in school. Oh god. <gasps> also, okay. look at the character wait, design. Look wait. at Chris Rock. Speaking of like yeah. <laughs> disease movies, yeah. Okay, listeners, yes, please, okay, help me find okay. this movie. Oh, yeah. I okay. know yeah. that this exists. <laughs> okay. I have googled it so many times. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna probably fall into another hole tonight googling <laughs> it again. Okay. Um, it is an illustrated okay version, and it's not. It's not it's not animated really. Okay. It's sort of like illustrations that get like zoomed in on. Oh, sure. Like a la like a, a fucking a Ken Burns documentary. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And oh it's like, God. but like there's some some of them are like semi cut out, so they like okay. move a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Of Mask of the Red Death okay. by Edgar Allan Poe, <laughs> yeah. and also Fall of the House of Usher okay. by Edgar Allan Poe. Uh-huh. And I definitely watched it, and mm-hmm. it was definitely like a VHS tape uh-huh. that was like weird and probably like off-brand right right that i watched in like the third grade okay it definitely exists <laughs> i have i have had nightmares about the silhouette of the sister in the fall of the house of usher uh-huh. after she claws her way out of her right, nailed down right. coffin yeah. swaying in the doorway uh-huh. and i i cannot find any validation that it is real <laughs> It probably is off brand. That's why it's so hard to find. Yes. Produced in like the early 90s or some It's just like some bullshit. weird yeah. straight to video thing. Right. But it's hard to I find. need the internet to tell me that it's real. Someone, I'm sure some, some, if, someone else remembers it. Does anybody else remember yeah, I don't know. that? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. It, 
yeah, it was like an, an illustrated okay. kind of like, kind of like the illustrations were really specific too. Like I want to find it because I want to see those illustrations again because they were really beautiful and okay. it was like kind of sketchy, okay. kind of watercolor-y. Okay. And then it was like voiceover of like somebody uh-huh. reading. Like re- just reading the Just text. reading straight up. Okay. Yeah. Right, the text guys. of Fall of the House of Usher and Mask of the Red Deaths specifically by Edgar Allan Poe. Right. So they probably did, I mean, just for context. Because that's how I fell in love with Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, word. Was that, and then I started reading his poetry. So they probably did a and bunch of And I was like Edgar literally in the third grade, which is like too young. So, <laughs> too young, question mark? I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> so this would have been, okay, so it would have been produced pre like 2000s, what, two, three, right? Yeah. So That was when I would have seen it on VHS. It was like okay. 2003. Let's get to it. I cannot help you at all. That's completely. I have no idea. That was another. (laughs) That was another like indoor recess moment where she was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna put on a thing." And I remember, it was like this older woman who would like sort of make fun of her students. She was like kind of a rough old Uh broad kind of thing. Sure. And she put this on, and I was like, "This is fucking terrifying." (laughs) I'm so in. Uh Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? Please send help. Anyway. You're right. Tweet at Alex Shan or please at Ridiculous Please DM me. Pod. Oh like, my God. Please know. slide into my DMs Help on Twitter, Instagram. talking about A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N. <laughs> I really have. And I have like my, my a good friend, Maura, bless her. She's like so good at internet yeah. sleuthing things yeah. and she couldn't find she it. She couldn't find it. We found the weird old detective novels that I used to read in grade oh, school right, yeah. that had like all black covers. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget now and I'm going to have to <laughs> find, it find it again. But she oh. helped me find yeah. that and right. was like, oh, yeah, I knew about those. And like, we, right. yeah, she solved a lot of those. She did. She did me, solve a lot of. Yes. But this is yes. one of them that oh is gosh. still still bugs me. She she solved it. We found we rediscovered some bad bar shit. Oh, yeah. That. We were, I don't remember what it was. There was one character in bad bar that we were like, did we make that up? Was that a fever dream? And then we found it. We were like, oh, it was in bad bar. <laughs> Oh yeah, the character you, it was you one couldn't of these remember weird animal you, characters. Oh I don't yeah, 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 which one. or something. But it was something like that, yeah. and she was like, "It's Babar." <laughs> I remember her also googling something. Not Babar, because yes. she thought it was yeah, it was something that looked like Babar, but it wasn't Babar, and she kept googling. We were like, we were also like really drunk, yeah, and like in college and being like, "Not," and she's she, like, "I she kept googling like, not Babar," and then it was not just, Babar, it but it's all Babar. Babar. And she and then was she was laughing so hard she was crying, and we were crying. It's always gonna be. <laughs> and like i remember that I remember to this that. day so good oh man hi maura hi maura um but yeah please help yeah help her help her out i can't i have nothing i'm so sorry and that relates to my internet junk drawer. oh shit internet junk drawer, go um <laughs> well i'm just pausing for the sound effect yeah, um so I listened to this podcast called Reply All, and I've never mm. listened to any other episode. I love Reply All. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. What's the theme of it? Like, what's the tone? Like, why? What is it about? It's like a, it's kind of like a deep dive into different, like, phenomena or, like, oh, okay. ideas through stories. Oh, fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Good synopsis. Thank you. I know. I was really, really proud of that. You really did that on the fly. I like, oh, my God. Good really job. pulled that um, out of my ass. <laughs> um... Because I was like, I don't understand what this podcast is about having listened to just that one episode. That is honestly <laughs> very fair, though. Oh, I mean, it's... I was like, I don't... What? Am yeah. I going to like the rest of these episodes? I don't know. No, that is completely... I Yeah, it's weird to distill. I think it's also, like, a little bit, like, technology-ish. Okay, yeah. like-ish. T- yeah, like tech-leaning. Tech-leaning. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to solve things Sounds using better than tech. technology-ish. Sure. Well... <laughs> 
this is my contribution <laughs> to the pitch. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So I watched. I watched. I listened to their latest episode as of now. Yeah. Um, case oh, of word. the missing hit. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember what number. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> but it's called Case of the Missing yeah. Hit, and it was about this guy mm-hmm. in California. He remembered very vividly this uh-huh. song right and he was absolutely positive <laughs> yeah. that it was a pop song because mm-hmm. he did not have like very eclectic taste as a child mm-hmm. he didn't really listen to like cool radio stations mm-hmm. or like niche bands like right. he just listened to whatever was on the top hit radio mm-hmm. station and he remembered almost all of the lyrics mm-hmm of this song and like exactly and the instrumentation too and he was trying to tell his wife about it and she was like i don't know what you're talking about you're crazy and then he's like he became obsessed Mm -hmm. with finding this song and he brought it to the guys at reply all and um one of the hosts pj was talking about how he is also very obsessive Mm -hmm. and they go through this huge journey to try to recreate the sound of the song to then try to get people to ID it for them. Oh wow. And it is crazy. And it's what? so good. That's and it's cool. And it like it's very validating. Right. How many of them get like really wrapped up in it. Oh word. Yeah. And it, it you learn a lot about like the music industry yeah, through it. Sounds it. Like it. It's really cool. It's such a good hour of content. Yeah, and it yeah. is a really nice kind of joyful mm-hmm thing to listen to that has nothing to do with what's going on right now word and it just like takes you completely out of whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and you are wrapped up Engrossed in, in it, right. this guy tyler's like need for this song, <laughs> to figure out what this song is. and uh yeah it's great you know we've all been there we're like what the fuck is oh that my god song? yes you can't think about anything else yeah it consumes you absolutely yeah and yeah. this is and then it, it brought me back to the only thing of mine that I have had like that, that mm-hmm. I still have not found mm-hmm. is that VHS <laughs> tape. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I could probably go back to my grade school. Yeah. That woman is probably still teaching. Her Just ask her. Based on, right. I don't know if she, she might have retired. Right. Honestly. You find her. I find her in retirement. <laughs> like what not was door. <laughs> that VHS tape? Right. Um, but yeah, I'm. I really need to find that Edgar Allan Poe illustrated movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I God, oh God knows. My faith in you, you can do it. Especially the Mask of the Red Death one, because I've been thinking a lot about the Mask of the Red Death, mm. um, in terms of you know pandemics yeah. and, and things like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Word. <laughs> it's still it's really it still really bothers me. But this podcast has inspired me to find it. Yeah, you can do to it. Dig. But also, it's really interesting because it's like, the internet doesn't have all the answers sometimes. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't. It can be a vehicle to help yeah. you find the answers. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't always have the answers. Wait, Not yeah. everything that existed exists on the internet. No. Mm-mm. So. Wow. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> um, great, great podcast episode. Yeah was yeah it was just like a joy to listen to i'm excited i started it and i fell asleep and listened to it properly (laughs) (laughs) yeah um all right i guess my internet ginger um this isn't as like mm. Mm. what all right well i'm just gonna do it guys i rewatched contagion a while back a while back about like a month ago maybe yeah um before the it was like a pandemic it was like we were hearing about coronavirus. 
I was a little sick. And I was like, no watch Contagion. <laughs> um, Steven Soderbergh movie about a um, a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and some epidemiologists, right? Yes. Yeah. Didn't and think that was going to be in my vocab. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, right? <laughs> Yo. Um, I know exactly what that is now. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, Jesus. I remember watching it and being like, that was really good. And then like moving on with my life. But I rewatched it again. I want to say I rewatched it on Amazon or like stars or something. It was something, oh. one of those. I don't remember. It was on, on the internet. Uh, I found it and I was like, oh. <laughs> and I watched it and I was all laid up. And it was wildly educational. And, and now cool. I am finding myself looking at what's going on. And I'm like, holy shit, that was a realistic ass movie. So shout out to Steven Soderbergh yeah. and those people who made that movie. Because, damn, that was realistic as fuck. And, like, I remember thinking while watching the movie the first time, there were a couple of moments where I was like, this is lagging a little bit. Like, it's getting a little boring. (laughs) But, like, watching it again and then thinking about it, like, yeah, there were some moments that were kind of boring because it's exactly what would happen. You know, like, it was almost too realistic to the point where entertainment took a backseat for some scenes. But I thought, like, wow, honestly like they were talking about r-naughts in this movie like kate yeah. winslet is writing about the r-naught and explaining what it is and i was like yo thank you i've been seeing that in the news and now i understand what it is because kate winslet explained it to me thank you kate winslet <laughs> <laughs> she played this badass cdc lady oh my god oh and thank like, god Lawrence fishburne was on tv and like talking to dr sanjay gupta and i'm like yo sanjay gupta <gasps> was just on tv talking about this shit and oh, it was shit. fucking wild Anyway, it kind of blew my mind, and I didn't realize this was going to be so relevant, but... Word. I mean, it was kind of an interesting... And it was one of those things where I think you could still watch it without panicking. You know, it's not a... You know? It's not a panicky movie? No, it's not a panicky movie at all. Does it turn out okay in the end? It does turn out okay in the end, yes. God. And I really (laughs) like... (laughs) Yeah, it does turn... It turns out okay. And they... um, I really liked one of the things I forgot from watching it the first time was like oh wow they really made the heroes of this movie were the scientists and the you know doctors and like Word. the people who were doing this research and putting their lives on the line to help humanity you know yeah. and i thought that was really an they awesome are. choice yeah these healthcare professionals yes thank god right. for you guys absolutely yeah. and i thought that was really important and i think now that's interesting that a good thing to keep in mind that like yeah. we these yeah these healthcare workers these scientists these epidemiologists like really are Definitely. fucking heroes and unsung heroes i think yeah mostly but i that was a really great I'm, I was really glad in the end of that movie that like that's great they that's were, super like, educational yeah yeah i i also listened to a podcast um uh, this podcast will kill you. That's on the yeah. exactly right network. That is about coronavirus. Oh, I started that too. It's I called like that. my k- 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 Corona yeah. or whatever. She's <laughs> like very funny. Um, and those women take you through yeah. what a coronavirus is, yeah. not just this one, right. MERS and SARS alike. Right. And they talk right. about like the biological workings of it, as well as sort of like the story of mm-hmm. the outbreaks. Um, and then bring it to and then they like interview a bunch of like epidemiologists and like infectious disease mm-hmm. specialists and yeah. stuff and it's amazing yeah. and it's so educational yeah and they reference contagion oh word yeah in it. Right. Like, like you were they, saying they were like talking cool. about it but the thing that really struck me mm. um from a story standpoint yeah. was they talked about um it during i believe sars mm. um 
in China, they had what they called dirty teams, Mm -hmm. which were healthcare workers that volunteered to remain in isolation Mm -hmm. with the quarantine patients, Mm -hmm. basically acknowledging the fact that they would be infecting themselves Mm -hmm. and therefore having to self-quarantine as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and doing so to take care of the patients. And Mm -hmm. they said that there were more volunteers than there were slots. Mm -hmm. And like those people are fucking heroes. And like, yeah. And the, and like, same with like the people in like, in like Chernobyl, like these people who volunteer to just like put themselves in harm's way for the greater good of like the general pop is just like amazing. And I like, wow. Hats off to you guys. Absolutely. Like we are so much better. Mm hmm because of it yeah yes thank god for them that's for you guys yeah so yeah if you want to really think about what's going on maybe engage with that content yeah definitely i think the more educate you know in an educated way yes exactly sure yeah um definitely from the beginning of that podcast that i, I started the mm-hmm. that one too and it was it was it so far really informative i stopped because i wanted to go to sleep but you know sure <laughs> Um, um, also, if you want to like be, because like I I go I'm going in and out of wanting to be very distracted from it and yeah. wanting to engage deeply with yes, the absolutely. news and the Same. news cycle and keeping up with things, tracking the Johns Hopkins map. Right. Um, Johns Hopkins has a great yeah sort of map of the outbreaks and yes. uh, death toll, yes. infection toll, yeah. recovery, it also has the toll, recovery toll, which, which is, is which important. is really nice and very yes. important yeah to see yeah um yeah and so i've been like monitoring that and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like oh god um and then i just like watched i highly recommend three different stand-up specials that i watched on netflix Mm -hmm. over the past two days during my panic Mm -hmm. (laughs) um adam sandler's netflix special 100 percent fresh Mm -hmm. so funny uh pete davidson's special that you also watched i watched that yeah (laughs) um I forget what that's called. Me too. <laughs> it's Pete yeah, Davidson's special. It's Pete Davidson's special on Netflix. And then yeah. uh, Taylor Tomlinson's special right, that right. I watched as well called like something. Else. I don't remember. It's Taylor Tomlinson. It's Taylor <laughs> Tomlinson. Yeah. Um, she's also like a 20 something. Yeah. yeah. Who's doing stand up and she's very funny. And uh, yeah, I highly recommend all of those. Get distracted, man. It's a, it's, so, yeah. You don't have to be involved all the time. Yeah. It doesn't uh, have to be a 24 hour thing. Fun fact that I discovered somewhat recently, yeah. most, if not all, the animated HBO Tintin episodes from back in the day are on YouTube uh, in their entirety. So Incredible. Watch that shit. I've been rewatching <laughs> that and having a fucking ball. So That's so fun. If you're quarantining yourself or if you just don't want to think about it and you, even if you haven't seen it, it's absolutely insane. So you watch <laughs> fucking old Tintin episodes. It's great. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. All on YouTube? All on YouTube. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Democratization. Got English and in French, so no matter what your if you're trying language teach choices. Yourself French. Honestly, yeah, <laughs> learn French. What else are you doing? I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> anyway, stay safe out there, guys. Stay safe. Stay happy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. More importantly. Oh, so important. At a ridiculous pod. Yes, and follow <laughs> us on follow both of us on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. That's also super important. That is. I'm at Alex Shan, A-L-U-X-S-H-A-N. I'm at Liviosa, L-I-V-I-O-S-A-H. I will say on Instagram, uh, my uh, political meme game is pretty strong right now. So. <laughs> Incredible. Follow me for some absolutely ridiculous political memes. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
Bye. Bye.